Fresh like I just got a contract Fresh like I just got a max Roll up this, we ballin' to the max Fresh like I got a contract so what's up fans how's everybody doing we're back today we got two podcasts in one day we're here we're live as hoops and brews um live in your ear like craig mag with the flavor as always it's your boy tpj find me on twitter instagram at real tpj that is r-e-e-l-t-p-j it's a film joke if you don't get it you damn dummy um and as always on hoops and brews man please make sure you guys drink responsibly do not drink and drive um, I actually am sipping on a Modelo. I'm not gonna lie. Like now, there's nothing to do. I used to, I usually be like, if I'm gonna have a drink, I'm gonna wait until six. But now, ain't nothing to do. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna wake up and do the same shit again. So, um, enjoying today, man. It's 90 degrees and beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. Unfortunately, we cannot be outside to enjoy it. But we are here on the inside in the AC, chilling. I got my homies here. I got Pavi as always. Pavi's here, co-star, rapper extraordinaire, hoops and brews. Go ahead, talk to the people. What's up, guys, man? As always, follow me on Twitter at PavyWord. That's P-A-V-Y-Word, all one word, Pavyverse.com. Um, make sure you guys go check that out. Yes, sir. And today I have a special guest with me, um, the homie Dame Ritter. Um, super, super, super cool dude, music entrepreneur. Go follow this man on Instagram. He's always dropping knowledge, dropping gems for everybody. Um, if you want to learn about the music business, go talk to this man. Dame, go ahead. Talk to the people. Let them know who you are. What up? Yeah, man, Dame. Uh, currently work. I, I founded the Music Entrepreneur Club, but I also manage artists, um, comedians, actors, YouTubers. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to talk basketball because I'm normally on here talking music. So it's a good break from all the music stuff that we're typically talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. So thank you for you know, um, you know, joining us. I appreciate it. As you as you guys know, we're always trying to get new voices, new people that we've never talked to before to be able to come through and talk basketball because although the season ended, the hot takes have not stopped. As you guys can see, we've still been having episode after episode after episode. So obviously we have a lot going on in the basketball world in terms of not knowing what's going to happen. But in the meantime of while not knowing what's going to happen, we've been able to take a glimpse back into the past um, and relive the Chicago Bulls dynasty with The Last Dance. Have you guys um, seen The Last Dance? I know, Pavi, you have. Dame, have you seen The Last Dance? What are your thoughts? Talk to us about, you know, kind of how you feel about the entire documentary and what you've seen so far. I love it. So, yeah, I definitely watched it, um, along with millions of other people that probably watched it right when it dropped. Um, I Growing up, I was a huge Bulls fan, and even though I'm from L.A., um, I'm from the Valley part of LA. So when I was growing up, even in elementary school, you know, the kids that got bust in, they would always tell me that the Valley wasn't LA. So because they told me that so often, I was like, okay, I don't really feel like I'm a part of LA. So I adopted the Bulls and I was a, definitely a Jordan fan growing up. Um, and that's what made me not a Laker fan, because when I was younger, that's how we divvied up the teams in schools. Like, OK, bus kids versus the Valley kids. That's how we played ball. That's how we played basketball. That's how we played kickball. Mm -hmm. That's how we played football. That's how we played everything. So Crazy. I, I was a big Jordan fan and I, I love the documentary. Um, there hasn't been too much yet that that, you know, is like shocking info um, that, that didn't already know. But I think it's going to get a lot better. Um, in the coming episodes. Yeah, I agree. I definitely uh, do. You know, I, I've been one of those people where there have been some internet screeners floating around, so I've taken a peek at some of it. And it is very interesting, but the one thing that I didn't know about the documentary was that it's not finished yet. 
Um, so I think that even though, you know, people have there are leaked rough versions all over the Internet right now. Um, I do think that what we're going to see on a week to week basis is not going to be what people have seen in the leaked versions, obviously. Hopefully. I think it, I think it won't be. I, I think I think Hopefully. because number one, I mean number one, I'm sure that it's like a lot of just like normal film color correction and stuff like that that'll be much better looking. I'm sure they I'm sure it's not the HD of the HD whatever. You know what I mean? So I do think that you know um, it, it's a lot that we still have you know been yet you know to be able to see kind of the full beauty of it, um, which is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, I was really surprised to know that the series, you know, they hadn't really even finished editing everything yet. Um, so I think even knowing that and kind of how things are going to flow and going to move, I think it'll be, you know, kind of interesting because I think we are kind of seeing a live version of history, if that makes sense, because they're kind of redoing this thing on the fly. Like, I, you know, kind of originally with the timetable next year, you have enough time to be able to kind of let everything kind of settle in. But yeah, you might have a few episodes done, but now the editors have to really sit down and every single edit they make, you know what I mean, is going to be ridiculed. Every little single clip that they use is going to be picked apart. I mean, it's so much that has been picked apart already from the first two episodes um, that I think it'll just be really, really interesting to kind of see where it goes. What are your thoughts, Pavy? Um, I've like you said, I've I've seen the first eight parts. Um, it was cool. Um, I feel like. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it because I did enjoy it. And granted, this might not even be the final version. Um, like I said, I've seen the first eight parts. I just felt like after a while, it turned into a, like the Bulls through Michael Jordan's eyes documentary. And um, I came to see a Bulls documentary, not a documentary about the Bulls oh, told by Michael shut Jordan. Up. Um, and it was just like, nah, it, it was it was it was like a couple of things when I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, that's not exactly how that happened. Like I wouldn't know that, but that's because like I've you know went back and rewatched these series and rewatched these games. But like I said, it was a good documentary, and I think it was really informative. It's it's not more like more so about you know us and people who've seen it, like who remember the stuff. It's about the newer generation who didn't get a chance. Like like you got people who buying Jordans, like never seen that man play basketball, don't even know why they buying the Jordans. You know, so I think for them it's very important that they you know watch this and just learn about the history of the game, and you know realize that basketball started before you i think that that's i think just in general i think that you know it's, it's always good people learn about the history or whatever you're interested in um, i know that like it didn't just start when you were alive um so i said i think it was informative um like i said i at like a certain granted it might not be the full version but at like a certain point i was just like this is just like a jordan documentary and like more about jordan and the bulls but like you I said mean, it may not be the finished version I, I mean when they first introduced it to us what did they introduce it to us as they introduced they said, it to us as no, a michael jordan said, documentary no, the first time we I, saw they, anything I, that wasn't the no, opening that, shot that, of the documentary no, is MJ. My the opening shot of the like documentary it. is MJ. What did you think you was gonna get? If the opening no, shot of the documentary was Robin, then I would understand my, you, G. Nah, that wasn't that wasn't my impression. My impression was obviously Jordan's on the team, so it's Jordan, but like it was a documentary about the Bulls. Like I said, it might not be the final version, so I'm not gonna like go too in-depth and say certain things I heard, but it was just like certain parts of the documentary where I was like, okay, but what did everybody else think? Like, I know what you think and what the writers thought, but, like, what did everybody else it think? It don't matter. We came here to see 10 hours of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> I didn't Jordan. come to see 10 hours of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I don't I want did. to see Jordan talk for 10 hours. I did. I came I to see. I literally, I if they would have just had a 10 minute, if they would have just had a 10 hour long interview with Mike that was just uncut, literally. That's it could be people farting in the background. I don't care. I want to hit it. All That's the stuff they talked about in that documentary, you're tripping. You're tripping. I want to know what. Go ahead. 
I've only I've only seen the first couple episodes, um, but you know I thought it was interesting in the first couple episodes that it is Mike just talking for the most part, and he's able to kind of share negative things about other people when I know there are negative things about Mike. Are those things exposed through the documentary or yes, not? Yes, yes, no, no, yes. They, you very yes, clearly yes, see that Michael do. Jordan is an asshole and that he does whatever that he wants to you know you know do. That he competes very hard, that he's a bully when it comes to Jerry Krause. But I feel like Scottie Pippen was a bully when it came to Jerry Krause. Um, so I can't just I can't just look at Michael Jordan and say he was bad. I, I, I disagree with I, I'm sorry. I disagree with what you're saying, Pappy. I learned a lot about a lot of those guys. I don't really care how Jed Bushler felt about everything. I think that we got no, the perfect not, amount of no, Bill Winnington. We got the perfect amount no, of uh, Horace I, Grant got a lot of screen time. In a, in, in, in I what, disagree with that. Like, look, I, I, through, throughout, throughout, I throughout, think we see throughout a lot maybe of I want to say episode, throughout maybe I want to say episode one through four, it was cool. And then it's like four through seven, in which literally nobody besides writers talked for like an hour and 30 minutes. It was Jordan and it was writers. And it was, I forgot the rest of the team existed. You came to see Jordan. I'm sorry. No, I did. Yes, you did. I did not come to see my Gee, Jordan. He's the How greatest player of all time. I, didn't, I don't give a fuck. Out of 10 episodes, Jesus. you got four of the Bulls. A, a, I don't care. I that don't make what sense. People thought about what Jordan did. If you retire, why am I just hearing about Mike talking about you retiring? What does Scotty think? What the fuck did you think when Do you, you want to know why you hearing retire? about it? Because we never knew what he thought about it before then. This is the whole point. He never talked about all the stuff I in know depth. I want to the team talk about the think, think thinks about it too, and he did talk about it before. It's interviews him talking about why he walked away. Not not in the manner in which he's talking about him in these documentaries. Yes, they are like they're like CBS, with, ABC with they puff too. pieces. Those I aren't want to hear real. Else with their opinion too. Mm. I don't just want to come in and hear Michael Jordan talk. But again, I want to see Mike hit the stogie and cry and 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 use expletives. That's what I want to see. I came but to again, see Mike hit the stogie, cry and, and use expletives. But again, but again, it's not about me. For instance, like even when they was talking about um, when they was talking about Jordan's minutes restriction, right? They made it seem like the Pacers game was the last game of the season. It wasn't. Even in that game, he played 22 minutes, not the 14 minutes they said he played. He played 22 minutes. There was like seven games after that in which he was off the minutes restriction. That didn't exactly happen like that. There was a couple other things that they had later on in the in the documentary that insinuated things happened in certain ways that didn't exactly happen in that way. But again, it's not about me. It's not about someone like me. I'm someone who went back and watched through all these games. I sit up all day and don't watch number basketball. Most most people don't do that. It's about the younger generation and like I think the casual fan who may have not known any of this information, it brings it to light and 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 just shines a microscope on on, on one of the greatest dynasties that sports have ever seen, really, not just basketball. That, so that season didn't actually end like that? That's super whack if they doctor in the documentary no, like it that. Did, no, That's it did not end whack. like that. There were seven games left in the season. He had no <laughs> minutes restriction for those seven games. You can go back and look. Even that game, he played 22 minutes. They said 14. He played 22 minutes. It was seven yeah, games after that. Like that wasn't the last game. You can say the same the thing about Zion, though. Like you go, but 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 I mean, but you gonna say the same thing about Zion in the future? We don't care if he played 14 games after he had the minutes restriction at first. We care that he was out for two months longer no, than he should have been. Care. He came back like, on a minutes restriction like and they made the playoffs. Said, G. If that's how you presented it and it's not how it happened like that, what the fuck? You retelling history. You're not retelling history. Did they I not, mean, not make the playoffs? A, he's, he already has a legacy that, that really can't be touched. If you put an extras on it, that's, that's how you put an extra. He only played 22 games the whole season. How you put an extras on it? 
Because they made it seem like the Pacers game was the game that got them into the playoffs, and he was still on a minutes restriction that game. He he was, but he played 20. They made it seem he played Yeah, but that was minutes. probably he the best game that he minutes. had over that he, stretch. Listen, listen, he played 22 minutes in that game. There were 7 to 10 games left in the regular season after that. They made it seem like that was the game that got them into the playoffs, and the next game was Boston. That ain't what happened. Did he play, did he play as well in those other games after that as he did in that game? If he yes. didn't, then that's why they highlighted it. Yes, he did. He had 30 points after that. Okay, but also, what you also have to think about, when you tell in the documentary, you're trying to hit points of drama. So if that's a point of contention in which Michael Jordan's trust falls apart with the organization, who gives a fuck about the seven games afterwards if that's the day that they had the argument when all of it happened? They still made the playoffs. We know they made the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm cool highlighting the drama, but if you change in history or I don't feel like doctrine things, that's not cool. That's big. Are we gonna do that for LeBron? No, I feel like they. Fla I feel like when I'm watching it, they flash forward to the future, and and the future is them playing Boston. Like I don't, I don't think that I don't think that that was the they last game it, after that. They did make. They made it seem like that was the last game of the season, though. Exactly. That, that, I That's thought it because I. I mean, I. I'm not. I wasn't. Okay. I don't know what, but that was like what. Eighty six. Eighty six. I went back and looked at the so game I, log. I'm not, Yes, I'm not going to remember a game like that. I was only six years old, so I didn't don't remember the details. So watching it is like, you know, I'm okay. thinking that's how it went down. That that's whack if they're if they're changing or or changing the narrative like that. In my I opinion, woke up I, the I, next I'm, day, and I looked at the game because I was like, damn, like I didn't know that man played that game and he just went straight to the playoffs. I looked at the game log and I'm like, yo, it's two fucking weeks left in the season after this. <laughs> like you don't have yeah, to. Like you said, Jordan's legacy. Like we'll, like we'll, we'll, we'll talk goat. But like Jordan's legacy, is what it is. It's when you talk about when when you when you talk about being great. People say, "Yo, you're the Michael Jordan of this." If you rap really well, you're the Michael Jordan of rapping. You're the Michael Jordan of whatever the hell. So you don't have to add extras and dramatize it to make it look even great. It's great. It's great. Right. It's 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 fucking great. Yeah, I, I I agree. And, and and again, there there are other moments like that throughout the documentary that granted, we don't know if it's finished. I don't know. I saw a screen apart, so we don't know if it's finished. But there are other parts that kind of annoyed me to hell because I'm like, that's not how it happened. And or either that's not how it happened, or it happened like that, but you didn't tell the full story. So if I'm a kid watching this, it's like you just like even more extra dramatized George's greatness is like you ain't got to do that bro we, we have enough. we have 10 hours to to tell a story which lasts 13 years g there are some parts that have to be truncated and that whether you want to know more as a that. fan I, they may maybe they might have some supplementary podcasts which go with more in depth into each of those moments but you got to understand 10 hours is already long as hell, G. I understand what How you're How much saying, more in depth do you these, want them to go like, on the things that they went in depth you. on? I feel you. I feel you. We're seeing even stuff about we've never depth. seen before. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about going like it again. When you continue on with the documentary, I'm not even talking about going in depth. You could, you could give me five to ten seconds of saying like, But Yo, also, I feel like that's the here. point of it as well. It's the point of it is for you to go back and look at it. It's like, hey, this is what happened. We're highlighting what happened. Now go back and look at it so that way you can like see history. Like I mean, that's the point of these in, things. I mean, I'm... I'm surprised you're supporting this time. I, I, I am because because as a we, filmmaker, we don't, accept, we, we don't accept this just in like the telling of our black history. You tell, like, yes, you, you, you know, accept it they, in every documentary like, you see. In every documentary you see, some part of I'm, history didn't happen the way they told it in the documentary. They truncated it to make it. Right. it 
Huh? <laughs> that don't you make only it have right. so I'm much to tell in the you. story. I'm 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 fine with like moments in time being truncated because you don't have enough time. I'm not fine with you not telling the truth about anything. If you, long, unless you tell me this is just not the truth. I'm this is just a story and we made it up. Was like, that the game I that put them into I, the playoffs though? Huh? Was say? that the game that put them into the playoffs though? Not exactly. No. Was it the game that they were out of the playoffs and then when they won the game they got into the playoffs for the first time? I have no idea. That's I have, probably not that, not like that, like that's what that. I'm saying. So if that's not what that, I don't know. So if that's what happened, then they're not tell, mistelling history. They're saying this is the game that happened where they no, finally got into they, in, into the eighth. No, because I think right after that it shows like them getting into the playoffs and them like being the, being the eighth seed. It's yeah, basically they lost, saying like, five games after that. You still, they but it like doesn't. It doesn't like matter. Like it doesn't matter if you lose your but way again, into the playoffs. You still make. You still make it to the playoffs. But again, but am but, I but, wrong? But, but but listen, but listen, but listen. Again, the way they told that is like that's the last game of the season. That's the game in which you when you no, finally got to the playoffs. Yes, it is, that, bro. They played. Gee. They made it like that was the last game of the season. And literally the next time he stepped on the court, he gave Boston forty nine. You nitpicking. Off the minutes you nitpicking. That's not nitpicking. nitpicking. That's like no. You're nitpicking. You know that they move not, into the playoffs. G. It is. I'm sorry. It's nitpicking. Like no. It no, is, that, bro. No, it is. That G. makes the story even more. Like, like bro. Like G. Can then, you imagine? You then come no documentary you've ever time. seen is right. Then, like this is uh -huh. what I'm saying. You, these are unrealistic expectations, bro. No, this I just it want is. You to tell the story how it You're happened. nitpicking. Make, you are nitpicking, G. You're nitpicking, G. They made the playoffs after that game. They made the playoffs after that game. They not lying. They not fucking lying. They made the playoffs after the fucking game. It's not a lie. It's not a lie though. It's not a lie though. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. If they lost, if they lost several games after that, then that means they could have fell out of the playoffs. Unless everybody that was in contention lost every game after that as well. Like, if it, they it's possible, yeah. That, but if the they still made the playoffs, they crucial. made the playoffs. If they still made the playoffs, and that's the thing you're trying to highlight is like the game in which he had the minutes restriction. He trying to fight the game when they finally break over. They were wrong. He played. They said he was a 14 minutes. He played 22 games. Not not 22 games. 22 minutes in that game. Yeah. They said I, he was I'm on a 14 minutes cool. restriction in that game? Huh? Huh? They said that he was on a 14 minutes 14 minute minutes restriction. He played 22 minutes in that. I'm about to pull up the game log right now. The game that he came back was the game that they talking about against Indiana was, was The fact that I'm standing up for ESPN right now is hilarious by the way. But I'm just, but I just personally I don't ha I didn't take issue with that. If it's a lot of other things in the documentary that I take issue with other than that because you're not read that to me you're not retelling history they still made the playoffs he yeah. played well, which was the whole point he played actually 28 minutes in that game then 31 minutes then 31 minutes then 33 minutes then 37 minutes then 39 minutes yeah, okay that, that that's out of I mean he to me scored, that's out of, I, he I'm scored not, okay. 26 points in that game 30 the next 26 the next 30 the next 31 the next 29 the next all right, I understand your beef. I'm not upset with that then. I'm not upset with that then. Like, you made it seem like he literally was on administration with 14 minutes played. He scored 22 points in 14 minutes. The season was over. The next game, you played a big, bad ball and Celtics. Give them work. That's not how it happened. <laughs> but it's not, and it's not even necessary. It's not even necessary to do that Touché. with this man's legacy. It's just Touché. not, you know, it, 
especially when I see how much other players are scrutinized. Well, I mean, it's a different time. I get it, but um, you know, George is a man. We don't we don't got to do that with his legacy. For instance, for instance, I'll just like say this one thing, right? There's a part when they're talking about like the '92 Finals, right? Um, remember the in Game Six, they, the Bulls were actually down, I think, 16 points. The bench, well, 16 points going into the fourth. The bench with Michael Jordan and the rest of the starters off the court. Scott Williams and Stacey King caught fire. They cut the lead. You know, the starters check back in. They win the game. Yeah, everybody's happy. At the pitch, when they're talking about it, they just show, like, Jordan's fadeaway. That was, like, the bucket to, like, put it over the, like, over the edge, over the edge, like, y'all not coming back. They just show the picture of the fadeaway and then the score. So anybody who's watching that is just going to insinuate the fact that, like, this was the game when it shot. You made no mention of the fact that Bull, the whole bitch went on a 16 and nothing run in a Bulls documentary. That shit ain't important. No, it's not, G. Nobody cares. That's the minutia of the game that you as a historian, a person that covers basketball, cares about. You, it's a fucking documentary it's, telling gee, history. I watch championship documentaries and I be looking like, yo, this ain't exactly how it happened. But it's still in the championship documentary. You only have a certain amount of time to tell a story. That's the whole point. Gee, They're not going to put every single detail gee, in there. Nobody gee, gives a damn you, about the bench going gee, on the 16 on run. Gee, they don't gee, care about that, G. give me 10 seconds to say, yeah, you know, the bench, man, they came through big for us. And then, like, yo, we close it out. You can't, that shit don't take long. That's like fucking three seconds. We don't care yeah. about the bench. If you were, if you were, if you were playing and you were part of the bench and you weren't acknowledged in the documentary, I'm sure you would care. You'd be like, hold up. I was in the game. I scored a, a few crucial buckets that brought us back from 16 down. I just don't, we just shouldn't have to do that. Jordan definitely doesn't need that. We know that he played with a team, but we're just building on his legacy to make it seem like he's this you know, God with no flaws and he's already, he's got the best no, legacy. No, so no we don't, need, we don't, we don't need to do this. And and you, and Thomas, you're right. Like people that, well, both you guys are right. People that have never seen Jordan play are getting to see him for the first time, but there's getting to see, you know, uh, like a, a perfect person. And that's just not who he was. So then they're going to be like, oh, of course he's better yeah, than see, LeBron. But that's the, that's, see, but that's the problem I got with that assertion that you see him as being a perfect person because you see him lose. You hear him talk about him losing. I think I think in those moments, like, they still lost that series. Like, I think the point of all of that was like, yo, he was also, going full no throttle. Fact, he scored 19 points a game three. I'm just saying. Maybe that was something that was supposed to be left out. But literally, they made major fact he scored 49 like I said, game you're having an argument. They made no mention to the You're to having the an argument. You're having an argument as an NBA writer and not as someone who they expect to be a casual fan of basketball. But, but that again, has never, ever. What did I say? But again, Thomas, all this exists, though. It's you can't. Gee, that's like watching 12 Years a Slave and being like, it didn't happen exactly. Like, this, like, shut listen, up, G, and just watch it, G. Huh? No, it's not and a fictional also, story. It's based on a real story. What you mean? Okay, whatever. Everybody yeah, got, so pers we, everybody are, got are perspectives. Supposed, are, we supposed, are we supposed to receive this documentary as, like, a movie that's, like, based on a because when you say based on a true story we know that we're supposed to like receive this base, documentary might be true but what's built on that is a whole bunch of fabrication so are we basing no. so are we comparing this it's there this the documentary his, the is history is a slave like no the history is there it's literally there you can go and you can literally look it up it's literally a book about it but if you are trying to tell a, a small portrait of this story 
Yeah, you don't care about the 10 seconds that that random B writer that has no charisma, that can't talk about nothing or whoever talking about whatever. Maybe they might have talked about this with 100 people and nobody actually physically mentioned the bench. So then we don't even have a clip of that. So I was just, I'm a voice over like, and over in there. They don't like, that's what like, I'm saying. G. How do you leave that out of the Go back and rewatch it. The point of all of this is for you, is for it to refresh the public's memory. You are saying. a basketball writer look, picking apart the minutia of a documentary that's meant for the casual fan. And look, it's meant for a casual fan. This is, and this is why I started my whole statement out. What did I say? It's not about me. Cause me. I know what happened. I've seen these games multiple times. I sit in my free time like other people watch shows. I watch old basketball games. The whole shit with the fucking commercials. So it's not about me because I know way too much. But even still, when you tell things like that, like for instance, if I had a son, right, and I watched this documentary with him, and they did it, I'd be like, you know what? Nah, bro, we got to go. I'm going to show you. Because this didn't happen like but this. But that's the that point. Me. That is the point for you to go back and for you to rewatch it. For you to get a truncated I'm version of it, for you to see a glimpse of it and go back and do not that. Everybody's going to do that and you insinuating things that didn't exactly no, happen. No, I'm not. That's the, what and is again, the point of a documentary about, if it's not for people to sit and watch so that way they can learn about something that happened before and go back and learn more about it? That's the point of a documentary. It's to inform you so you think about it more after you finish yes, with it. But you also what? think that whatever's in a documentary is like set in stone. Like that's it, that, that like it happened Gee, the way it happened. It's human beings like talking about their so, perspectives. Hey, you think everybody going to tell the truth and be honest you ever watched the name, old motown documentary it'd be like four name, of them saying not, different things name a documentary that just that just inspired you to go like deeper and find more detail uh, most people just watch a documentary and I think watch, they got the story it's not to trigger some longer uh research exploration you watch the documentary like oh okay cool i got it it doesn't yeah but you still got the point which was that michael jordan was hurt he was on a minutes restriction he didn't like the fact that the management was holding him back and not allowing him to play they wind up making the playoffs regardless of him being on a minutes restriction he dropped 69 against larry bird and larry bird thought he was a oh i'm sorry 63 against larry bird larry bird isaiah thomas magic johnson all of them thought he was a guy and then they lost the series and then we move on to the next year's them getting their ass whooped that's exactly what i got from it and that's exactly what happened the minutiae of it doesn't matter the kids not gonna care about that they barely care about the man now they look at the man like they he and me care. and like but that, this is like going but the, but but this is where you sparked that they don't care about the bench player I they care about michael jordan no, that's what i'm saying be, no because no because that's the issue right. bro like that like that's right. like that's i just take issue with like if, if it's granted it's a jordan doctrine that's fine but this is presented as a this about is the a michael jordan documentary that's what it's you. Shit. That's what you not understanding. You thinking it's about the Bulls. Nobody cares about the Bulls. The Bulls are literally like the Beatles without Paul McCartney or and without or, or, or without um um, um, um what's the name of the other one? Um, John this Lennon. Is also why I say the, and look, this is also why I say the Bulls are not a arc. Are not an iconic franchise. Michael Jordan is iconic, and he played for the Bulls, and he's so much bigger than what the Bulls organization is. This is also okay, why fine. I say you won that like point. That. You finally won that point from. But you know where I got you winning that point from? The documentary, which I'm sure didn't tell me every single thing that I needed to know about the Bulls before Michael Jordan got drafted. But I got no enough to know history. that they was they a shitty. The most part. That was the point, though. They showed me enough of that for me to get that. And that, and now that I understand it's, that, it's, you it's, are right about that point. That's I what I'm told saying. You that shit. I, 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 I was fabricated why you guys were arguing me. Like, Michael Jordan is so much bigger than what the Chicago Bulls are. Because the Bulls still have some decent players playing for them but that doesn't mean that their Ooh. organization was a class organization Ooh. huh what you mean 
They got retired jerseys. That's my point, bro. Not now, every NBA. As the Knicks, the Sixers, like G. I G. What have the Knicks done? What have the Knicks done since the seventies? They have the most. They ain't done nothing. They ain't done nothing. They ain't done nothing since the seventies, G. What have the Knicks done since the seventies? Since Walt Clyde Frazier was playing. Patrick Ewing played there. Hall of Famers. Melo was there. He gonna make the Hall of Fame. And you they got had, like uh uh you gotta like move because you got like a hey yeah well no like your physical positioning because you yeah it's like a, a bright streak going down your face but gee nobody cares about the Knicks gee turn your computer nobody cares about the Knicks who cares about the Knicks who cares about the Knicks Michael the Knicks. Jordan got more history in one finger than the whole Michael Knicks Jordan sure Michael Jordan the Bulls and know. guess what Michael Jordan was a part of the Chicago Bulls so therefore his history is the Bulls history I uh, it is. It is, I was, and I disagree I was, with Jordan's I was, assertion. I was under the okay, impression. I mean, obviously Jordan was going to play a majority of the role, and maybe even talk the most in this documentary. But I was under the impression it was going to be a Bulls documentary, like and not, is, though, and not a come fly with me, bro. Uh, it is, it is. But Damien, who do you want to hear talk the most? You watching the Bulls documentary? Oh, who do you want to hear I, talk I mean, the I, most? I, I, I for you sure want like to hear Mike. Hear, I mean, but I, the I people like, you hear I mean, most are Mike. Fan, though, the so people I'm not just a Jordan. Yeah, but the people you hear most like are Mike, Scotty. Yeah, but you hear they from didn't everybody. Talk that much. You hear from Mike, Scotty, Horace, Bill Winnington. I, I saw I saw Will Perdue in there. I saw there um, Jed Bushler in there. Steve look, Kerr was in there a bunch. Like Phil I Jackson said, was in there a bunch. What? But listen, bro. But listen, what, bro. There was points and times in which outside of Phil and Mike, you didn't hear no other player give their opinion That's on nothing. That's all that mattered, bro. No, it's not, bro. Scotty is a legend, too. Gee, you can't name 25 more. Tilt your camera up some. Tilt your camera up some. Stop. Tilt your camera up some. Tilt your camera. Name me. Tilt name it up a little me, more. There we go. Name me 25 players more famous than Scottie Pippen. Ever. What does fame have to do with anything? He a famous motherfucker. Are, People know Scottie. People want to hear Scottie talk. G. G. The, Rodman. G. Name me 25 more people more man, famous than Rodman. See, but this you is, don't want to hear Rodman talk? See, this is I can't I can't I can't talk to you about this because you just don't understand documentary making. And I'm sorry. I don't know what to say about that, G. I really don't. Because the point of a documentary is you find one subject, you hone in on that one subject and you use that one subject to tell the story of all the other subjects around it. Michael Jordan is the subject. The last dance, this being Jordan's last season as a bull, is a subject. And the but reason why is Jordan's last season. No, but wait, no, no, no. Wait, no, he that, hear it, he that, hear no, it's it, not, though. I thought it was about the it's, bulls. It's not. But the, gee, it the is about the bulls. Michael it's, Jordan is about everybody. Is Michael Jordan not on the bulls? Is he He's not the, the star? Is on the team, too? All right, bro. I'm sorry. We can, we, can, uh, we can agree to disagree on this one. I'm sorry. I can't agree with that one. I'm sure. I'm sure you know more about documentaries than, than I do, but I've seen quite a few documentaries that don't follow the format that you just laid uh, out. Matter of fact, of they just do. got a basketball documentary on Netflix about the uh, the uh, the prison basketball team in um, in San Quentin, and that doesn't. How many episodes? It was It it was like eight. I'm well. No, it was just one. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's but that's what I'm saying. They doing this across ten parts. So you so they just building around specific moments. That's what I'm saying. And I and I and I'm, I'm not saying every single documentary ain't like that, but usually the majority of them they are just following one person and you seeing everybody's perspective surrounded on what's happening. One person or one event. 
The event for this documentary is this is the Bulls' last season because Michael Jordan is not going to come back and play if the coach does not come back and play. Coming back and playing, it's not just Jordan. Nobody is coming back. But but, Scotty's contract is coming back. Not the point of the documentary. The point of the documentary is to tell this story through the eyes of Michael Jordan and this this thing being over because Michael Jordan is the face of this thing. And all it's of the not, other, and the all of the other ancillary parts about, around Michael Jordan that not, that hold this thing up are collapsing around him, and that's what you see. The last thing was what you see. Jordan last season. It's the Bulls. They're not coming back. The Bulls aren't coming back. Yeah, Jordan because Jordan isn't coming back. Oh shit, Jordan not coming back. The Bulls aren't coming back. If 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 Kraus said he was firing Phil Jackson, and Jordan said he wanted to stay, Jordan wasn't leaving. Kraus even said in a documentary that it, that it upset him that Mike uh, was choosing to leave the Bulls if they didn't hire Phil back, but, but bro, he didn't want Phil back, and if, he wasn't bro, upset if Mike Scotty left gonna, because listen, they were bro, getting Scotty older. Scotty not going to be back. Robin got going to be back. The whole Jordan would have been back. Nobody else would have been back. That's why it's the last dance. Nobody's coming back. Even if Jordan do stay, nobody else staying with him. As an organization, they had the opportunity during that span, and that's what I and that's what you learned from the documentary. That's what I learned from the documentary is that during that span, they had the opportunity before Scottie Pippen requested his trade, which was in November. The season starts in November, usually. Am I wrong? So before that, they had the opportunity to to if they wanted to retain Phil Jackson. And then Michael Jordan said he was coming back and re-sign Scottie Pippen if they wanted to on a better deal. Scottie was upset and requested a trade because they still had not given him an extension or a re-up exactly. on his deal. And so they were going to let his deal expire. Exactly. But all so of no it falls with, with, with Michael Jordan. Scottie if Scottie Pippen say he's no, coming back and Phil no. Jackson say he's coming back and Mike say he ain't coming back, nobody gives a fuck. They, they no, don't give a fuck. Listen, nobody no, cares, G. No, we just no, going to see the no, moves after that and come on, man. Here, here's where we uh, differ because Kraus, because Kraus even said also in the documentary, we worry about all our aging stars outside of Michael Jordan. Every the team is aging that's not named Michael. We don't necessarily know if you want to bring these guys back. Kraus wouldn't bring a Scotty back because he, had, he was worth the money that that he wanted. He got 15 million the next year. He wasn't worth no fucking 15 million dollars in 1999. He got that deal because he's Scotty Pippen. So when nobody and you're coming the Bulls back. franchise, and if you were and if you were a franchise that was loyal to your players, you would give your player that money. We've seen organizations do it, but the Bulls and Jerry Reinsdorf, as we know from living in Chicago, is notoriously stingy with his pocketbooks no, unless guys, it pertains, not, pertains to the Chicago stingy, White Sox. They're not stingy with their pocketbooks. It's like it's like Jordan means this. You not basically basically in their mind is you not Jordan. Even with the Lakers. Yeah, they were loyal to Kobe. They gave Kobe that deal because nobody's Kobe. Nobody is Jordan. Powell fucking Gasol wasn't getting that goddamn treatment. You making and my whole point as to why Gasol. this documentary is surrounded around Michael Jordan. If, if you still see a Lakers doc, if you still see a Kobe documentary or and they want to and they want to talk about the Lakers, you still gonna see all the other Lakers talking about Kobe. But the documentary is about yeah. Kobe. This was about Mike to me. From the moment that they announced the first clip, the first shot I ever saw was of Michael Jordan sitting basically saying yo you want the real lowdown i'm gonna talk about all of it woo, 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 woo. and i'm and everybody and everybody that was like a bulls fan and a mike fan like oh shit we're about to see mike sit down for 10 hours and talk shit and we're about to see how evil he is my impression was they showed mike obviously because it's fucking mike but it was like yo this is a bulls documentary then why they didn't start with just showing the whole team then 
Why didn't we just see the whole team? The whole team. Because it's more theatrical to just show Jordan. And okay. I think the next shot was Scotty in the dock. Next shot was Scotty and Rob in the field. The, yeah, them the ones you hear from the most in the dock, which is why, which is why I just find it, I just find it interesting that you have a problem with that. It's, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I just personally didn't take that away from that. But speaking of the goats, Damian, well, we had this convo via text. You told me that you are a LeBron fan. So. Speaking of goats, and obviously now this whole goat conversation is reopened again. I feel like it, it, it's like a it's like a it's like a sore that just won't heal. You know, you keep trying to put some neosporin on it, it's just not it's not going away. Is LeBron the goat? Tell us why LeBron is the goat, Damien. Um, I actually, I mean, LeBron's my favorite player, and I feel I personally feel like he's the best player I've ever seen, but I don't think he's the goat. It's hard okay. to have these conversations, okay. and I try okay. to avoid them. Because I feel like you need to have separate conversations. It's hard to compare across um, generations. You know, I, I'm I'm on. I was watching uh, ESPN the other day, and Jason Williams was basically saying how I feel in terms of like how players develop. You know, how bigger, stronger, faster they are. If LeBron played in Jordan's era, I feel that he'd be running all over those cats. Like if Russell Westbrook played, I mean, who's gonna stop Russell Westbrook? He like, would, but you don't think Jordan totally would be doing that era. today? You don't think Jordan or like guys like Akeem would be doing that? I mean, would be capable of doing that today? That's just an honest question. No, I, I feel like they would be good players, mm -hmm. but I don't think they would be as impactful as they were. Okay. I mean, because you just had, like, Jordan was ahead of his time just in terms of his physique and his athleticism. I mean, when you go back and look at those games, let's look at the frame on those cats. Like, look at the front. Like, I know that they could play. I know they have fundamentals. I know that they could shoot. I'm not saying that they were bad players. But, look, it's the same thing to me in football. It's like, look at the physiques of the cast that played football 20 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, it's 30 years ago. These guys today w would run right through them guys. I mean, yeah, but like, there's certain guys even, like the Bo Jacksons of the world that would still be as great. I mean, they were physical freaks. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a Michael or yeah. Wilt. Those guys would still be physical freaks, no? You don't think so? There's one. So there's like one guy. Whereas now you have so many. Like who's gonna defend Giannis? Who's gonna defend Anthony Day? Like these guys are just bigger, stronger. And then you know the old cast will be like, well, you know, well, we could hand check, and the game was more physical. Imagine LeBron being able to hand check. Like you wouldn't go anywhere. Like you, you would. Like he's he's six eight. 260 so i'm i'm giving goat to to jordan you know because of what he did in his era like i and you know lebron has had too many like what the fuck moments like what what was that but in turn if i'm building a team today and i can pick one player and i don't know who else is going to be on my team i'm picking lebron okay. no doubt he just has way too many skills like he's just an all-around like to me he's the the all-around best player that I, i've ever seen um, you know, but Jordan had athleticism that other people didn't have. He was, and he had a team around him. He had Phil. You know, it's the same like like Tom Brady. Tom Brady may not be the best quarterback ever, but he's definitely the goat because he has the rings. But where would he be without Belichick? Where would he be without like he was just he happened to get in that system. If Jordan like got drafted to the Sonics or something, I don't think I don't think we have the same legacy. I really don't think we have the same legacy, but we can't we can't change that. So Jordan, given what he did and winning six titles without losing, 
you know, I don't think LeBron can compare with that legacy. But in terms of like best player, mm-hmm. like I, I would, I would definitely, even if they played one on one, I feel like LeBron would beat them. Like I just, it, it's just a different, it's just a different game in a different era. And when I look at those guys, like like Kevin McHale, look at his frame. Like you're telling me, <laughs> I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm just saying Giannis would back him down and dunk right in his face. Like it, it, I just don't see how anybody could re- refute that. And it, I know it's just opinion based, but I'm, it's like I, I, I argue on your behalf as well. So are you are you agree or disagree? No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I think that when I think like I told Pavy, I think Giannis is the greatest power forward ever played already. Because he's 25, he's already two-time MVP, and I think that like no one in any era can stop that man. Nobody in any era can stop that man. Nobody in any era can stop that man. He is. Nobody in any era can stop him. Yeah, but he's already better like Duncan. Yeah, I mean that's tough. I mean, he's about to have two MVPs already. Yes, but yes, but also here's my thing. I don't think he's greater than. I don't think he's greater, but I do think he's a better player. Yes, but also to that. To that point of obviously, like, this is also why I hate that conversation because obviously you can only do what show game allows you to do. For instance, you take guards back in the 80s. Can you imagine if you can't hand check Isaiah and he just gets to, like, dribble in front of people with the fucking floor spread and he goes to the rim, don't have to worry about getting knocked out? Who knows what he would do? Can you imagine if Larry Bird to take eight threes a game? Who knows what he would average? So, like, same time it goes both ways. Like, in, in some of these other guys' eras, I feel like they were kind of handicapped by it. Can you imagine if young Shaq get to play right now, you're trying to play small against Shaq? The, how the fuck is that going to work? Can you imagine if, I don't know, um, uh, uh, who else was, I mean, uh, I mean, hey, Kevin McHale, even Kevin McHale, can you imagine him posting these, these like, posting basically guards because they switching everything? He getting 20 points. So, it's like, it goes both ways. But also, I, like, as I get older, I hate the who is the quote unquote goat conversation because it's like you said, it's very hard to it's, it's like it's hard to compare errors. But obviously when you have this conversation, you have to talk about legacies. If you talk about legacies, obviously what Jordan meant to the game of basketball and just to not even get sports in general. Sports in general and fashion and just lifestyle, like the world doesn't look the same without Michael Jordan. And then what he did on the court, you can argue with his resume. Like, I mean, obviously every and everybody has slights that you can, you know, put against people like LeBron. You can say the East was weak. Jordan, you can say he played with expansion. So it's 27 teams in the league. You go up to 30 teams. I think it was like 25 when he started. You, you go up to 30 teams. So now you got a lot of picks who would have ended up in other places that end up spread across the league, which makes the whole entire league weaker because teams that used to go 10 and 12 deep, now they only go 7, 8 deep because you done took some of their best players off the bench. Like if you take a Rick Mahorn away from the Pistons, that mean a lot for the Pistons. If you take a... Andre Iguodala, somebody away from the Warriors, who would probably get picked in the expansion draft, that mean a lot to the Warriors. So everybody has slicing it magic. You could say the West was weak. When he was playing, for the most part, the only real competition he had was the Rockets. And that was for two years, and then Ralph Sampson got hurt. So everybody in a single era, you can, like, take stabs at him. But for Mike, when you just look at Mike's legacy, the reason why we, we, we consider him to go is more than just his own court play. Like, even look at what he, you know, like I said, did, did, did for the game of basketball, Jordan shoes. You know, people didn't go and buy shoes every single year like even the way that he's he he changed the way athletes got marketed like NBA players got marketed even what they talked about in the doc um which, which the only reason I knew was because I watched the uh, ESPN uh uh what's the uh, uh love story of basketball documentary it was talking about the way Michael Jordan even this changed sports marketing huh nothing go ahead but it's my even 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 the way Michael Jordan changed sports marketing like he got marketed like a tennis player you didn't see that beforehand 
So that's why he's, I mean, it's, it's so much more besides just what, just what he did on, like, the basketball court. Like, contracts don't look the same without Michael Jordan. Everybody needs to thank Michael Jordan, you know? Like, we probably not even doing this show without Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So it's more than just what he did on the court that you can't argue with with that. Well, even even just, like, remembering watching Michael when he played, you know, the difference between watching him and Bron, it's like when I was watching Jordan, you know, towards the end of the game, you were just thinking, like, well, how how is he going to do it this time, right? You were just kind of like, okay, we, we know they're going to win. Uh, you know, but when I watched LeBron, it's like, you know, I'm more, like, biting my fingers, like, yo, what, what what's, what's about to happen, like, <laughs> You know, because he does have he does have a lot of a lot of what the fuck moments that I can't I can't even I can't even defend him sometimes. But overall, like I said, if I'm building a team and I get the first pick and I don't know who else is on the team, I'm for sure taking Bron because I know that he, you know, can take can uplift an entire team pretty much by himself. I take Jordan, but I feel you. I'm taking Kevin Durant. Cause I feel like Your I gotta team. put I gotta put less around him to get it to work. <laughs> you wild as hell. You just like took this a whole different direction. <laughs> no, I didn't. There's so many people I'm taking before Kevin Durant. Nah. And I love KD. Shout I'm out KD. KD. I fuck with KD hard, but I'm taking I'm so many people, KD. people before Kevin Durant. I'm taking KD. I'm taking, I'm taking K- Shaq. I'm taking I'm, Magic. I'm taking, I'm taking KD, Shaq, Akeem. Tim Duncan. I, 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 I would Duncan take Akeem, KD. Giannis. Um, are you taking all these? Wait, are you saying are you building your team? Or are no, you no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying before Braun personally, personally, I am personally, personally. Wow, I'm taking Giannis before Braun. Why are you taking Giannis before Braun? Giannis a two-time right. MVP before he's 26. So let's get it. We in the building. Right, we in the building. So you put, so you put, so if you put KD on LeBron's Cav team, take LeBron off, obviously. How, how successful Which one? do you think they'd be? Huh? Which one? The one, the ones prior to uh, Miami. And where's LeBron going? Why does it matter? No, okay, I'm, I, because he's LeBron. He's in the he's in the league. It matters where he going. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, put him in the West. Where? Still, I'm just saying, if you go, if you gonna give me a situation, it, I gotta know where Bron going. It matters. Going if, championship. If Bron is in the East, then it matters. No, I'm saying he he goes west. I'm saying take LeBron out of the east. He goes west. You think KD takes that Cavs yeah. team? Yeah, he took to, the he to, took yeah yeah in the east. Who can stop him? Nobody can stop him in the east. Le, Le, LeBron's problem was he always would run up to a team that defensively presented more ways to stop him than he had ways to score. Kevin Durant is is a is a, is Pandora's box. He don't he. I mean I mean what you gonna do once you open that up? I saw that man. So look, these, look, look! I got these on the wall right here from going to the games. I watched that man drop fifty on Patrick Beverly head like it wasn't nothing. It don't matter. It don't matter. You get fifty and lose, you gonna make the team better, man. Though. Yeah, what? Come on, come on, man. Come on, KD, KD, and Kyrie not gonna go to the finals. They already wanted to play with each other. That's a match made in heaven. No, Hell, this, they, was, this was prior. This was, I'm talking about the Cavs team prior to Kyrie. So prior to Miami. So you prior talk- to LeBron going to Miami, you think you think KD takes that team to the championship? He could. I think he could. I, I think the toughest task that he would face would be Detroit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't know if he beats Detroit. I think Detroit might stop him every year. But I think he's good enough to be able to get his team. Pat, you got to tilt your camera. Up. I think he's good enough to be able to take his team to the NBA Finals. I do. I think. I think. I literally. I think Detroit and Ben Wallace and Tayshawn Prince and that front line. 
because the fact that you know the matter with Detroit is like not only were they long, but also like they had heavy defenders. Even even they had Antonio McDice at one point in time. He's a heavy guy. He's gonna be leaning on Katie. Tayshawn Prince is long and lanky. Um, she ain't no scrub. Ben Wallace is down in the paint. I, I don't think, think that Wallace was there yet. He wasn't there yet. I think he left. He left. That's why they lost. I think I'm pretty sure Ben Wallace left. Oh well then well then yeah we go into the finals. I mean all we gotta do is worry about Boston. Once Boston get to be in their run, but but Braun had so, to worry about Boston, so you had to worry about Boston regardless. If KD so, can't if so KD next, can't beat Boston, so what? Braun, I mean Braun barely could either. He so, didn't either. So next year, so 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 next year is 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 KD and Kyrie for show sure going to the to the finals? Hell yeah, easy, easy. They gonna have so much fun playing together. Like like I mean even a young Kyrie instantly helps Kevin Durant. A young no, they're Kyrie. not going to the finals. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And that East, who's going to stop they them other than defense. Boston? Yeah, I mean, shit. If KD on your team, one, you Bucks looking at it completely different, anyways. The Bucks still going to be there. If KD on my team, the same player's not there, though. That's what I'm saying. He's still going to be there. He's still going to be there. No, I don't think that KD could do because I think that KD can score for himself, but I don't know if he can pass, facilitate. And also, KD, we got to remember. Disrespect for him. But he can't pass like Braun. He don't. He can't pass like Braun, but he can pass well enough to be able to get his team to the finals. I've seen him do it before. No, and also he's done it also, before. It's a fact. With who? With, with who? With OKC. When he had much better teams than what LeBron had in uh, see, in uh, Cleveland. See, now we're gonna get to KD, this better team argument, and, also, and I don't want to get to this better also, team what argument. The fuck do you because mean then, because then, let me reconstruct the Cavaliers. Then, then let me reconstruct the Cavaliers. Then. That's what I'm saying. Y'all hypothetical arguments don't be making sense. Y'all want me to put somebody else on a whole other team. Or Serge Ibaka's. Ain't no Russell Westbrook or Serge Ibaka's, which is on that team. And also, He won dropping 25 in Seattle? And listen, also Kevin Durant is not the defender in which LeBron James is. The reason those Cavs teams worked was because they were good defensive teams. Kevin Durant has never been as good of a defender as LeBron James was throughout the first so they 13 or so years throughout his career. So they good defensive teams, but a seven-footer not going to be good. A seven-foot small forward not going to be decent on that team. KD couldn't play no defense no, well enough on that team. Come not on, like man. Brian. I don't like these arguments. Y'all like wilding. No. You wilding. Playing on the wing, not like Braun. Wilding, KD, like, gee, where has KD made an all-defensive team? Who can stop where? him in the East? What, what all-defensive team has KD made? He don't need Where? to make an all-defensive team. You just told me that the team was good defensively. So all I need him to do is just oh, go out and play and play out here. So Braun made the team good defensively. Braun made a whole team good defensively. He helped. Braun made a whole team good defensively. Obviously, he got but he helped. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Steve, Steve Kerr was still teaching Durant how to use his team like two years ago. Or like a, yeah, like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, because Steve like, Kerr running a triangle hybrid. Right. But what you running so a triangle I mean, hybrid? I, I, I love, you running a triangle hybrid with two of the greatest shooters of all time, but you want me to be the main the, scorer, the but just also another the, guy um, that's the main Cavs. facilitator on the team the that ain't the two guys on the 07 Cavs. I'm not. I don't care about that. You asked me a question, I gave you an answer. Just because you tell me you don't agree with my answer, don't mean my answer wrong. It just means it's my answer. God damn it! You asked me if he gonna get to the finals. I'm telling you, yes, he is. Period. End of story. He gonna get to the finals. I think he's that goddamn good. Just because you disagree with it don't mean it's wrong. It's a hypothetical argument. It's fair. I bet you allowed you allowed to have your opinion. I'll just wait and see um, if I Katie think he's and that Kyrie good. can make it to the finals. They gonna find a way to mess it up. His There's resume ain't nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I personally don't think they're gonna make it next year. Reason, reason the reason I don't think they're gonna make it next year is unless they add some more defense. I think they gotta add some more. Um, you talking about this next I think that team? They, I think they need some more wing defenders and maybe some more. 
I need to see Levert play defense in high pressure situations before I comment on what his defense is. I know Spencer Dinwiddie's a solid defender, but I just think that they need some more defense. I think they need one more wing defender. If if Torian Prince can step up and be that guy for them, then I like their chances. But I don't think next year the year for them. I think maybe the year after. For them to make the finals, or are you talking about for them to make the playoffs? Finals, bro. They're not making the playoffs. Make the playoffs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Play. I'm sorry. Finals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're not making the finals. They're not going to make the finals. You just said they were. Oh, that's, what, huh? that's what I asked. What you that's mean? You I asked me how the Nets going to make the finals this year? Next, next yeah, year. next year. Next year? No, they're not. Cause he, but he tore his Achilles. If we talking about young KD, yeah. Oh, I, that was my whole question. I was asking you if Kyrie and KD are making the finals next year. Oh. You said yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, no. No, they're not. They're not, they're not, but it's because Kyrie Irving isn't as good as he used to be. He's a better all-around player, but, it, but if he physically can't go as much and as hard as he used to be, it's not, he's not as effective. And that, and that, and that I uh, think, is the biggest uh, issue for them. And I think what you're going to start, and I think what you see a lot of times is teams load up on him, and then he can't do anything. And then you say, yeah, with KD, but there was still a defense for Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. So you can't tell me that there isn't a defense out there for uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. If that makes sense, I also don't think that they have a center that's good enough. I don't think that their power forward is good enough unless KD gonna play the four, which which he probably will. But the three is not good enough, and I don't think that Karis Levert. I like Karis Levert a lot, but championship, I don't necessarily know about that. And they only go six deep right now because I don't even know if Joe Harris is gonna be there next year. I think they might trade him or he gonna be gone. So I don't think they make it next year. But uh, but if he hurt, but if we talk about KD in 2000, whatever KD, you know what I mean? Third, fourth year KD, fifth year KD, sixth year KD, yeah, they're going to make it. But I'm. So, so, so then Kevin Durant's done winning championships unless they like completely he reorganize that he team. Yeah, he tore his Achilles. He's not going to win another championship unless he like uh, the, the sixth wheel on another team. There's no way in hell he can win a championship. Yeah, I'm so I'm for real. You got to be like the sixth man on another team. Kevin Durant might get another ring at like 2026 20, or something like that. He's not gonna win one on his own. Okay. How? How? No, Literally how? Giannis is there. Pascal Siakam and the Raptors are still there. That's, that's why. That's why we were so confused by your response when I asked that question. I thought you. We, I thought I you. I, I thought you. Year. I thought you were talking about in comparison to LeBron's Cavs. My bad. I didn't know. I didn't think you were talking about. I didn't think you were talking about this year's Nets. I thought you were talking about. Would 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 Kevin Durant make the finals on those LeBron's calves, not on the Nets? I thought you I thought you said that year, not this year. No, I, I, oh, so that was oh, the initial okay, question. Okay, 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 I, okay, and okay, okay. And then you changed it again. Okay, okay, my bad. All right. Well, I mean, because uh, he has a better team. Because because that because the Nets is a better team than than the Cavs mm, were that the the O seven whatever Cavs the the um, Nets. I don't team know currently about that. without I mean, LeBron. I'm, I'm just talking about the the cast. I'm gonna be cast. honest with you. The supporting cast, you could argue, but 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 also the thing that I but the thing about those Cavs teams was that they were always teams. They played team basketball. It wasn't literally only LeBron or Bust. And I don't think it will only be KD or Bust. I think Kyrie adds a different dynamic. Him just being on the floor, you having to account for him at all times, whether it be him dribbling or him playing defense. And also sometimes, like I always know, KD wants to play. But sometimes I wonder if KD feel like being the GOAT. You know what I mean? I always know Kyrie want to be the GOAT, but sometimes he just can't quite put it together when you need to. So I think that's the kind of guy KD needs. That's the kind of guy Steph is. I think Steph is one of the GOATs. But when he needed to pull it together on his own, he couldn't quite necessarily do it. 
So he needed a Kevin Durant to come and help him to kind of get back to that level that he once achieved when he played a wounded team. So I don't think that he could do it this year because he's coming off an Achilles uh, uh, tear. I don't think he'll ever do it again. Literally, he's going to be as, if KD, the only way he ever wins a ring again is if he's a six man. There's no disrespect to him. I think he's one of the greatest to ever do it, one of the greatest to ever play. But how? Literally, how? How? He can't. I think he, that, he's not going to be Giannis in the series. It can't happen. I think that. I think that it can. I just think that for one, KD needs to play the again. I've said, man, I think the K, KD need to look at the way that they use Dirk and be utilized in the same way that the 2011 Mavs use Dirk. But I think the thing that they do need is defense. You don't need any more offense. You have KD and Kyrie. That's a it. In they sleep. That's 50 points between the two of them. You need defense. Obviously, Kyrie isn't the greatest defender. So you need a so you need backcourt defense and you need wing defense. If they can get backcourt defense and wing defense, I think they got a shot. Not next year, but maybe the year after when they jail. I think they realistically got a shot. I do. I mean, I don't think KD tearing his Achilles is gonna alter his game that much. Reason being is for one, he got the best doctors money can buy. He rigged. So we got the best doctors money can buy. Two, his game is more predicated off skill and athleticism anyway. Like me tearing my Achilles don't stop my pull-up jumper. It don't stop my, like, turnaround fade. Like, it don't stop these things. It may make them go a little bit slower because I'm not at the same, you know, speed I once was. But I'm still shooting over anybody. So it's not like, you know, he's a jumper tearing Achilles. Like, he's like LeBron at 27 years old tearing. And that would be, like, catastrophic. But, like, he's a, you know, skilled player. So he'll be fine. I guess that they need defense. Um, Like I said, I don't know about LeVert's defense. I haven't really seen it in pressure moments. I like Spencer Dinwiddie's defense, but I don't know if that's the guy you want off the bench. Like, I just think that they just need defense. Literally, I think all they need is defense. If they can sew up a way to get defense to make sure that KD and Kyrie don't have to – that they don't have to depend on them defensively, as long as they don't have to depend on KD and Kyrie defensively, I think they got a shot. You know who I think would be, would be, would be great for that team, but it's never going to happen? Draymond. I think Draymond would be great for the Nets. It's never gonna fucking happen, but I think he'd be great for the Nets. Uh, the other thing you, you gotta worry about dope. is just sorry. The other thing you gotta worry about is just just their heads. Like I don't, I just wouldn't <laughs> trust a, a Durant and Kyrie led team. Like they just haven't proven to be the best leaders. Like they but just. See, I think that's have... why you got a guy like DJ on the team. Like I mean, you may laugh at it, but I think that's why you got a guy like DJ, a guy who's. Been around the league for a while with veterans. Seems to be a fun, fun-loving guy. Can take the edge off. Can you, first of all, he seems to be friends with KD and Kyrie. You know, I, so I think that that's like that. That's why you got a guy like that. And also, we got to see what coach they get next. I think the coach they hire is very, very important. Um, so yeah, I think that's things that you can do to offset. You know, the fact like I don't always think the leader needs to be the best player. I think that people get that confused. And I don't think that that's what it needs to be. I think the only but he court- can't. But he also can't. But he also can't be the one that's a distraction or causing problems with burner accounts or just saying stuff out of pocket. Like you know, just what did he say that Spencer was mad at because he said they needed more and Spencer was Kyrie pretty much that. yeah. And then because Spencer was pretty much assuming well, if he's saying that, he's assuming I'm not going to be on the team next year, right? Like you can't. You can't have your team self-destruct like that. That causes problems in the locker room, and, and it's just not going to work. Kyrie hasn't been the best leader or just team player over the past three years or ever since he's left the, the Cavs. Pavy, you ain't got no response to that? I mean, I mean, not like I hear that, but I mean, even when he when he went back and like talked about the comment, when he actually you know spoke about the comment, 
previously and not like right after the game. She could he have used better words? I think the thing where he could have used better words was by not by actually by not not naming players. Like if you just say we need more help, but well, I mean obviously yeah you do because like Kevin Durant is out, so like yeah that's obvious. But then when you go and name like you know we got Joe Harris, we got this guy, we got that guy, we got this guy, and then leave people out, then that's when it's like oh you didn't say my name, like yo what the fuck you saying about me? But same time like I actually don't think people take that as seriously as we do. You know like I don't know what conversations they might have had off camera, um and in the locker room and on team flights like. I don't know what conversation that they might have had. Um, but obviously, I mean, Kyrie is what still – is Kyrie even 28 years old yet? I don't think so. Like 27. He's still in his 20s. Like, again, like, we'll see. I think a lot – like I said, I think a lot depends on who – what what coach they hire. But do I think they can make the finals next year? No. Because coming off Achilles, I don't think so. Okay. But – I do think that they can make one maybe in the coming years, a year after, a year or two after. Like, who knows? We'll see, depending on okay. what they do with their roster. But let's move on to the last topic. Last topic are uh, name your starting five greatest NBA underachievers. Who wants to go first? Anybody? You go. Uh, you want me to go first? All right. So how do you guys want to do this? You want to just do five or do you want to do like point guard, shooting guard, small forward, that kind of thing? We can name five. We can name five. All right, cool. So my five are number well, number five. I have Vin Baker. Um, I just feel like Vin from two thousand, huh? From two thousand. What you from mean? No, I, I, I thought, I'm just naming players. They, I mean, they just asked me to name. You said, no, nah, you said I, from no, no, no. no I mean, from, I mean, from the two thousands on. From the two thousands on. So, Define define your underachiever again, because I know when you text me, I I fan submitted this question. Yeah, a fan submitted this question at the. I'm sorry, a question at the end of our last episode, and he he asked us to um, if it would be possible for me to have us named our top five NBA underachievers. So I was just trying to. So so you know you know so I think he's talking about guys that should have been like the best or whatever, but wind up you know, just not achieving what they should have achieved or were vastly underachieved or not as good as they should have been. So I'll do mine. So I got Vin Baker as number five. Number four, I got the guy that Michael Jordan is notorious for drafting. Number uh, uh, Kwame Brown. Uh, Number six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not number six. Number three. My bad. My bad. Excuse me. Number three, I got Latrell Sprewell. That man, you know, ever since, no, not only did he choke the coach, but also the I have a family to feed thing, um, you know, when you got a contract coming up where you could potentially, you know, make millions and millions and millions of dollars um, and kind of really jeopardize all of that, especially having knowing that you had choked the coach. Like, it wasn't like Spree had that contract opportunity before he choked the coach. He got it after he choked the coach and was still talking about what, like $22 million or something like that wasn't enough, um, you know, for him to play for. And then pretty much never got a contract again. Number uh, two, I have Tracy McGrady. He's a guy that I think should have been better. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. Pavy tells me he loves to tell me and he loves to compare Tracy McGrady to Kobe Bryant. And I always tell him to stop doing that because I think that it's disrespectful to Kobe because I think Kobe got hurt. I mean, even when he was healthy, he he never he got out. Of, four he years, never bro. got like, out of the like, first round. Like bro, like it's bro, not like bro, disrespectful. Real quick, 
real quick, real quick, I just want to cut you off there because even like I would go back and watch T Mac stuff, and it's like he really got hurt at like 23. Like even he was with the Magic and losing the first round, he was fucking 23 years old. Like he was 23, bro. Like we don't know what T Mac would have done if he could have actually been healthy and got to play a healthy eight years. I disagree with that. I think we. I. I, th- I don't think that he. I don't. I don't think the end of his prime was healthy. But he had a prime. He had a. He had a solid yeah, five. Four years six, in Orlando. Huh? Those. Yeah, those no, four years. Two, those, those maybe. Two those four years. years no, 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 Houston, maybe, he had a six-year like prime. Year. He had a six-year prime, which is more than guys like Derrick Rose can say. So I don't want to hear that. He vastly underachieved. I don't care how old you are. Magic Johnson won a goddamn championship his rookie year. Okay, and I don't want to hear that. Kareem with him his rookie year. I don't care. He just had that whole first argument. round. He had Kareem with him. He had Norm next to me. He had Jamal Wills. Also, Magic Johnson joined the team that made the second round the year before he got the T Mac signed with the Magic, and then Grant Hill couldn't play. So you had get a out whole of the first round. who can't get on the court. Get out of the first round. You can still get out of the first round. I didn't seen I didn't seen this guy who's number one on my list get out of the first round a lot of times. Now the second round, I have not seen him get out of. And although he was very nice to me this year, and like I said, I'm not going to slander him anymore. This is not slander. This I'm is a fact. Chris Paul in 102 career playoff starts, he is he has 50 wins and 52 losses. Not rocking with that at all. He does have 45 double doubles and two triple doubles. But how is it that you have 50 wins and 52 losses? This guy that you tell me is such this transcendent player. I don't believe he is. So I'll let you guys go ahead. Pavi, you go next. So let Damien go um, last. I think my first guy on my list is uh, Rudy Gay. I thought okay. Rudy Gay would be much, much better than what he actually turned out to be. Like when he came out of college, I thought, man, I thought he was like the future of the small forward position. And it just didn't exactly work out like that. Number two, O.J. Mayo. Um, I mean, I think anybody who knows anything about high school basketball going back to, like, the mid-2000s, like, O.J. Mayo was that guy. O.J. Mayo was ranked above anybody you think about. He was ranked above him. Um, and, you know, now he got suspended for drugs. I mean, he, you know, went. He had some decent years in Memphis, even had played decent with the Mavericks, but he just never really became, I think, what everybody kind of expected O.J. Mayo um, to become. Um, that was two. Number three, I'm gonna go with um. Just had somebody. Oh, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans. Like after winning Rookie of the Year, you just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Not granted. I also think that the Kings kind of did oh, to his fall off. Um, I also think that the Kings kind of contributed to his uh, fall off. Reason being is the fact that they kind of moved his position around a lot. Like they had him at, you know, point he wanted that point guard, and they moved him to like forward. Then move him to like off guard. It's like just keep the ball in his hands. Um, so, but still, what happened happened, and I I, I got to put Tyreek third. Um, number four, I'm gonna go with Michael Beasley, just because like I thought I me mean, I don't think Michael Beasley was ever bad. Like yeah. I mean, Michael Beasley had years in which he averaged 18 points. Yeah, he got a big contract from Minnesota. Like. He got like 50 minutes from Minnesota. I actually thought the Bulls should take Michael Beasley over D Rose. Um, and Michael Beasley just never quite became exactly what I thought Michael Beasley um had the potential to become. And for my final spot, uh, this is tough. Mm. You sound like LeBron. I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach. Final spot of who underachieved. Um You know what? Even though I like this guy, 
and he's still young. So he had a ch- Andrew Wiggins. Yes, he's I was. Young. Yes, I, I was about to say him. Thank you for I saying think it. That, I think that I think that Andrew Wiggins is good, no doubt. I think he's you know good. I think he's a quality NBA player. I think he'll have a twelve year career. But for the standards people put on Andrew Wiggins, he hasn't lived up to those standards. I don't think he's a bum. I think Andrew Wiggins is a really good player. And granted, I still think he has time to make an All Star team here or there. But for the standards that people put on him, like as he was the next like superstar guy, he hasn't become that, and he hasn't shown that he's going to become that. But again, I think he's a good player. But like when you say what people thought Andrew Wiggins was gonna be, he hasn't reached those heights. So I'm gonna put Andrew Wiggins in my final spot. Damien, he loves Andrew Wiggins, so I'm sure it hurt him to say that it was like drowning one of his own babies. But go ahead, Damien. Who are your Who are your guys? You got you guys picked some good ones. I'm gonna have to think about this. Um, let me go one. Let me go J.R. Ryder. I don't Ooh, even know what happened to him. I like really. that. I just knew that. I, I like I just that. knew I liked him, and he was balling for a second, and I did, all of a sudden he was out of the league. Um, so I'm, so I'm gonna That's kind of how it went. So I'm going to go with J.R. Ryder, number one. Uh, I'd have to say Grant Hill, because I was a Grant Hill fan, and I know that he could have had a hell of a career if he would have stayed healthy. Um, Grant Hill, number two. Uh, let's go with uh, Brandon Roy. It would have been nice to see him play out his career. Um, trying to think of people that you that you guys didn't pick. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Brandon Roy. Um, my final one is was well, I know I'm still on four. I like the Chris Paul. I like the Chris Paul pick. Um, I gotta put Mello in there. I was thinking okay. Melo. We gotta put Melo in there because Melo was supposed. Melo came out with LeBron, and and he was supposed to be a cat that could carry a team. And I never thought he was somebody that could carry a team. Um, I always thought that he would be like a really good number two. So compared to what his expectations were versus what he actually did in the league, I mean, he definitely has a Hall of Fame career, but he was supposed to have a couple rings by now. Um, and I, I just, I never saw it in him. But they put him up there with LeBron. I think probably just because they came out at the same time. Um, shit, who would be the last person, the last person I'd throw in there? Um, shoot, 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 shoot. Maybe, like, Larry Johnson. Who? Maybe I put, put Larry, I put Grandma Ma in there. I like that. I like that. Okay. I put, I put Grandma Ma in there. Um, because he's another cat that kind of just fell off. I don't really know what happened. Um... So that would be that would be my five. So who did I have? I had Grant Hill, Brandon Roy, Isaiah Isaiah uh, Ryder, um, Mello, and Larry Johnson. I like that. That's a great list. That's actually a really good list. I'm, I'm those are actually names I wasn't expecting you to pick. So that was actually a hey, good job on that. I like that list. Those are all names that I can't even like debate either. Um, yeah. So man, dang, thanks so much for coming through. We definitely appreciate you for taking the time to come through. This is Hoops and Brews episode number 191. We've done 191 of these. I'm sure. I wonder how many episodes yeah, we we've had again. Zoom for our 200 one. Yeah, should we just get everybody? Every single. Yeah, we should get like one big ass Zoom. <laughs> yeah, do a Zoom. All right, let's do it. Let, yeah, let's just get everybody to join in via Zoom. And there's just going to be a Hoops and Brews Zoom. Everybody get to talk, say what they want to say. Make the, actually, should, actually, can we make a Zoom link like public so that way whoever can join in? Can let's do it. Yeah. We're gonna have one gigantic yeah. uh live zoom party for episode number 200. We're about nine away, 
So we're trying to get more guests out there. So shout out to all of you all out there that are watching, that are listening. If you're interested in coming on the show, feel free. Send us an at on Twitter. Find us on Hoops and Brews. Uh, we might be interested in let you come on, talk basketball. Um, if you got a basketball background, even better. Um, we are looking for more writers and, um, you know, um, um, people like that to come on, entertainers and stuff. So if you guys out there are fans as well, if you see our stuff, feel free, hit us up. We will be interested in having you talk and whether you are a level one basketball fan or a level 10 basketball fan, you know, we, we are, you know, we're always welcome to the conversation. We appreciate all of you all for watching. As always, if you're over 21, you better not be fucking drinking. Don't do it. It's wrong. As always, if you're over the age of 18 and 21 um, in America, 18 in Canada, as always, do not drink and drive. Do not drink um, at all if you're under the limits as well. Today, I was drinking a Modelo. Um, and yeah, man, we definitely appreciate you. Dame, go ahead. Talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at. Sure. You can hit me up on Twitter, Dame underscore MEC, um, or on Instagram, Dame dot MEC. I'm typically talking music stuff, but I love ball. I still play ball, so I'm always down to talk to hop, to talk hoops as well. All righty. Thanks, uh, Dame. Pavy, go ahead. Get your plug in. Talk to the people. As always, man, follow me on Twitter uh, at Pavy World, P-A-V-Y World, all one word. Make sure y'all go check out that heater. Uh, new record just dropped today. Uh, you can find it on either of our socials um, put so make a, sure y'all go put check it in that the out description as well so make sure you go get that check that out stream that get that asap um and as always man we appreciate you all make sure you follow us um at hoops and brews and make sure you subscribe to our patreon patreon.com slash hmb every dollar helps keeps us going especially through all of this coronavirus madness and when the nba comes back hopefully we will be back with it as well until next time um i will get up with you all thank you all for tuning in this has been hoops and brews dame thanks for tuning in and joining us Pavy, until next time, we will get up with you all. Shout out to all of the fans out there. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Fresh like I got a contract. Moving through the city, we be going. Roller that you pulling, now you know it. Fresher than a mass contract. Pulling, now we walking, then we walking in the back. Fresh like I just got a contract Fresh like I just got a max Roll up this, we ballin' to the max Fresh like I got a contract Moving through the city, we be going. Roll up this, you pullin', now you know Fresher than a max contract Pullin' up, we walkin', then we walkin' in the back